Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show that is brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 15% at the minute on probate, wills, and can you remember, Rob? Conveyancing. Well done. You have been paying attention. That is on until the end of January 2023. 15% discount on that. levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Yeah, Normanton's off in uh, in Mallorca, swanning off um, at this crucial time of the season. Uh, climax of the World Cup, Leeds United restarting. So Rob's in in Michael's chair, which is very, very disturbing because normally you sit in Moscow's chair, but Moscow's in Moscow's chair. It's very uh, high up this chair. Yeah. It's weird. I feel... it's, it's, it might be his booster cushion. Mm, yeah, Some, yeah. Something like that. Moscow, what's that shirt you're wearing today, by the way? Video version, you will see this. It's it's light blue. It's got dark sleeves. Yes. It's... Some Spanish language on it. Cordoba, is that a giveaway? That Yes. I mean, that's the place. It's Club Atletico Belgrano from Di Cordoba. Where, uh... Di Cordoba Reed? <laughs> who played for them, Rob? Luciano Becchio. There we go. So in between um, a couple of his spells at Rotherham United, Luciano Becchio went back to Argentina, played for Belgrano, I think he did three games, and a listener named Paul found this in the street. It is probably... Found it in the street? Well, for sale in the street. It's, right. It's not um, the most... Uh, it's snide, basically. Right. Is it a DH gate? style before that was even invented I right. think so um, but yeah very happy with it and I thought in honour of um, the GOAT 10 Becchio yes that's the joke finally being hailed as the all timer that he is I'd pop on a, a Cordoba Belgrano where is it Atletico that's backwards it's Atletico Belgrano Cordoba shirt settled the debate hasn't it of uh, who's the GOAT Ronaldo or Becchio yeah, finally did it. <laughs> finally got our answer. We do. Uh, there is a beautiful photo on uh, Luciano's um, Instagram stories. Well, I wasn't sure. Rob thinks it is him. I was half asleep when I, I looked at it. There's a video of a man going crazy in front of a television that seems to be Luciano Becchio celebrating the, the victory and then just a photo in front of a very glitzy uh, kind of like festive backdrop with his arms outstretched like Jesus and campiones written across so Feliz Navidad so it really is it's a morning where uh, Becchio Bielsa the um, the memory of Alex Sabella and Fede Bassoni all give us reasons I'm glad to, you remember uh, the, the important one all give us reasons to share in the joy that, uh, that was spreading out from Salt Bay to the world <laughs> yes indeed um, Fede Bassoni was one of the candidates in our World Buttercup that we did over on the Extra Ball for members. We've been running a tournament alongside the FIFA one. I think less dubious, probably, than the FIFA one. Less corrupt? On a par. Okay. Um, but Fede Bassoni was in that. Didn't make the final, but the final was played yesterday at the same time. It's all people are talking about. Uh, I won't spoil the surprise of who is competing, who is who is winning, who won. It's all very exciting. It's over on the Extra Ball. And that's available for members? It is indeed, yes. What's the easiest way to get a membership well, in time for Christmas? It's to look on the website. I mean... You can gift one. Did you know that? There's yes, a, I did. Because it took me you, bloody I mean, ages to get it working. You put the gift cards on there, but there yeah. are gift. Yeah. So if you're useless at Christmas, as many of us can be, have a look on the website. There are gift cards on there. Why not gift a sub mm. or somebody in your life that you love, and they can watch the buttercup. Is that acceptable for us to give us presents? Because we're just doing a secret Santa with my family this year. But I think giving a TSB sub might uh, give it away slightly. Yeah, they get to experience more of their favourite <laughs> nephew. Should we just did some dock that from your wages, Rob? Or no, no, no. They can uh, they can pay for it out tonight. <laughs> Excellent. And by the way, just on Christmas as well, we are in the countdown to Christmas. Just uh, six days to go now. 
and we've done a new show, monthly thing that we're doing with Andy's Man Club as well. You'll remember we raised a bunch of money for them in the summer when we did the charity walk over £60,000. Great bunch of lads and lasses there. They do great work. We've done a show, uh, first monthly show, about Christmas and some of the, the hurdles that you can come up against, shall we say, in the run-up to Christmas. Because it's not always plain sailing. Have a look for that in your podcast feed and your video feed as well. And so speaking of video feeds, lads, something very exciting. Obviously, this show, very much known for being uh, the voice of Gen Z, I think the kids call it, don't they? I mean, Rob, you're, you're in your 20s still. Your hope hasn't been extinguished. You've got that fire in your belly still. You know what it's like to be a young person. What, what do you want to see on this show more than anything? You lads really pin a lot on me being in my 20s. I mean, I'm really hanging on to it, to be fair. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know. Have, have you got maybe some presents we could open or something? Well, how did you guess? Almost. See this? Do you see what this is? It's a brown box. It is a brown box. I have the only modification I've made to that brown box is to cover the label over it so nobody sees any address details of who received this package. However, the eagle-eyed among you, if you're watching on the video, will recognise this as the Leeds United members pack that has been sent out for this year. We're going to do an unboxing video. You know how popular they are with the kids these days. Mm. Which So you can find us, by the way, if you are just listening to this, Grandad, we are on the website uh, https colon slash slash www.com youtube that's y-o-u-t-u-b-e dot com put that into your internet browser press enter and it'll take you there and look for us on there and you will see us doing an unboxing video very popular on the website youtube.com um so we'll do it so we'll build some suspense first talk about the world cup first and we'll get around to doing the unboxing in a bit so we can just sit there building suspense all this time is that exciting for you you looking forward to that um maybe i'll be excited when it happens We'll see what's in the Leeds United members. Yeah, that's it. I need, yes, it's the, the I'm more suspended than excited. Right. <laughs> Yellow card, suspension incoming. Right, let's talk about the World Cup then. Close this one out. World Cup diary, final one. Argentina won it. They beat France. What a final that turned out to be. It was great, wasn't it? What entertainment that was. It's been really good, hasn't it? The whole thing. <laughs> it was, um, there was a tweet after at full time, which I read, just saying, consider me sports washed. And I did, it, there was sort of a nagging feeling of, oh God, yeah, I've really enjoyed this football. But the final was mad. And it was, yeah, the shootout of Messi and Mbappe was incredible. It, it was the final, I guess, that, that Qatar wanted because two of its paid-for stars were were featuring in it. But from a, a purely football perspective and, a, a perspective, and I think we can probably, to a degree, separate the two out because we're here to talk about football. We've done the kind of politics side of it. It's fairly self-evident what the problem with it is. And you saw it as a final gesture, didn't you, when... Messi was made to put the the sort of ceremonial robe on and you thought, what what's that got to do with anything other than trying to frame it all around Qatar one final time? But as a, as a football spectacle, it was very Hollywood, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. And for it all to come down to an Aston Villa goalkeeper yeah. sort of dancing was not what I expected, but it was hilarious. Uh, you sat there thinking, oh, what an arsehole, but well done. <laughs> Kind of, uh, there's a certain amount of respect for the, the shit I was really like when you, you know, threw the ball away it was in, that was amazing to, towards a young player playing in a World Cup final just to completely be an absolute wanker to yeah. him was and he took a yellow card for it as well didn't he afterwards which is I mean yeah I think he, he managed to avoid the yellow for the ball throwing and then just because he was persisted in being a pest got a yellow card just for I think it was the referee's sort of last straw it's funny one Martinez because I I'm still a bit torn on because I wanted us to sign him when he was going to Aston Villa I'm sure. I'm not sure how concrete the links were, but it was definitely. Um, well, he went for twenty million pounds, Moscow, so probably not. Well, yeah, it felt like a little bit more than the usual. Just um, it's been made up business. It felt like there was a decent stake, but we've got Melier. But I keep looking at Martinez just because maybe the age difference that we could have probably had him, and then what would Melier do? Probably just like get better at a similar rate. But anyway, what might have been? But yes, he was a lot of fun. I love all that nonsense I don't it is probably well it was like the um, Argentina Netherlands penalties when everybody was outraged about the way Argentina celebrated towards them and then realised that the Netherlands players had been winding them all up and then actually it's all fine it's great yeah it's not just fine it's great it's um, and I think it's that it mattered that's what um, sort of the final and probably the competition as a whole brought to bear to a degree is how much it actually matters to a lot of the players in ways that the you think the Champions League does and maybe the Premier League I don't know how many times uh, Manchester City players have, have won it over and over and how many La Liga titles Messi's got but then you saw just how much all the players in the knockout rounds onwards in particular were desperate to win 
the bloody thing and Giroud going off, you know, completely, even though he's already got a World Cup winner's medal, but just being um, distraught to be dragged off before halftime. And it's, in one sense, it kind of removes some of the money from it down to just it's about trying to win the best thing you can possibly yeah. win. Spot, but then, spotting achievement. But then that's also yeah. why it is so valuable and why um, people do exchange so many big brown envelopes in order to take it to the places where they want it to be taken to and do the things that they want to do. So it's all those things will always be tied up together. But yeah, just a, a mad few weeks of players probably being undercoached as well. That's what the some of the madness of the final is kind of without the build-up from a, a European uh, season point of view, without the, the training camps for everybody to prepare really boring tactical plans. It was very much just go and try and get the ball to our best player and see if they'll score more goals than the other team and then hope our goalkeeper's really good. And like the, the minute at the end of extra time, there's nothing tactical going on there. There's nobody can come and say that a coach in midweek analysing the half space had anything to do with one Martinez saving at one end and then one Martinez fully doobering a header at the other end. It's um it was all just it just came down to just some players kicking a ball around. It was that that it was beautiful chaos, wasn't it? That final last minute or two of extra time. Even the final probably the last hour of the game, if you take it from I mean, how long did it last after the seventieth minute? It felt like an hour. But everything from France getting the penalty and realizing that they actually were not just beaten and they weren't just gonna stumble around flu ridden for 90 whole minutes everything from that point onwards just felt completely off screen even when um, Messi scored the 3-2 goal and they were celebrating as if they'd won and started um, taking uh, people off weren't they yeah and um, time wasting in the corner didn't feel done to me somehow I didn't expect the goal that that was eventually scored the way it was all to come but um, I just had a feeling that they'd maybe gone a bit too early Scaloni the coach the Argentine coach did you see that clip of him I think he, he he crouches down, touches the turf, and then crosses himself, stands up, and then bursts into tears. And it's not just tears; it's like it's like child's tears, uncontrollable tears beyond those that you can ever hold back. It was it was like that with the um, the defender who scored the winning penalty. Where when he ran off celebrating, I thought, God, he's keeping it together really well, considering yeah, I, he's just yeah. done that. But then he it covered his face and he was just sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah, because yeah, I thought, God, that's a really calm reaction. Because normally you would wouldn't you'd belt off yeah. to the corner embracing the fans but he just kind of trotted off and slowed down didn't he and then the shirt went over his face and then you just saw that you know the bloody shaking when he was crying it has been um, kind of a reminder of why international football should be fun I think but often so isn't like like the things you've been saying about the team's kind of been undercoached and it being a bit of a throwback almost in yeah. a really weirdly modern setting yeah. but even just having like Morocco in the semi-finals and Argentina winning it it's all felt a bit Eurocentric in more recent tournaments and it, it went away from that which I think was it was a lot more fun because of that which is a representation I guess of where the money is concentrated around world football isn't it it's kind of it's almost defaulted to the mean because European football has so much money the Premier League has so much money in it all the players are playing in the Premier League or Germany or Spain or whatever so it was always going to kind of coalesce around almost and that's Europe, yeah, and then when you it? see it in Nations League games and it's just so boring it just all feels so cold whereas this like Morocco was just brilliant and really enjoyable the whole time yeah and it's shone a, a bit of a light on the Premier League hasn't it because I can't really say I'm particularly looking forward to it coming back all that much I'm desperate to see Leeds again but I can't ignore the fact that Man City is the first game and it but it also made me think about how many defensive teams there are in the in the Premier League and how we've seen a real counterpoint to that in the World Cup like you say it's been almost a bit free form a bit chaotic lots of fun going on and well, um, well, well, well refereed as well I just want to add yeah. that as, just, as a final point is where they've not stood for any shit from the players they've not tried to be mates with the players referee in the final I thought it was great mm. yeah um, I should remember that part of Morocco's fun was defending so brilliantly like they were quite a, a stern team until the France it was France wasn't it the, the last game where they went behind and suddenly thought, oh they can attack as well they're actually really good at that too and then yeah it's funny still, there is still the, the Premier League dominance there when you look at the Argentina team and it is Aston Villa's goalkeeper of all people and then probably a big candidate for player of the match is a Brighton midfielder and so to sort of fiddle the world the the pecking order on the world stage to the point that Brighton and Hove Albion are supplying players for the world champions does say something about the way that the Premier League has hoovered up so much of 
of world football in that it doesn't make sense for a lower mid-table Premier League team to be putting players into that that position. But um, yeah, he looks good. I don't remember him being that good for Brighton. No. He's looked decent this season, but it's never been... He's always just been the guy with the funny name that plays for Brighton that's really difficult to spell because you're... Spell check will always try to make it McAllister. Yeah, um, as in Gary. Yeah, after years of training from from Gary, but then separating out into McAllister is a difficult vibe. But um, I mean, we had we had Gene, there he is. was it Jermaine Genus on one? I mean, it was proper Sophie's Choice stuff, wasn't it? On the on the commentaries as well, because you had on the one channel uh, Jermaine Genus on co commentary droning on, and then on the other side Sam Matterface doing the the commentary. It's like, but but with Ali McCoist, so it's like, oh, you know, pick your your least favorite one or your most favorite one, whichever you wanted to do. But one of them, I think it was Jermaine Genus, um, was going about, yeah, you're going to expect some of the really big clubs to be taking a look at him now. And I just thought, just shut up with that. Can, can, <laughs> we, just, can we just ignore, like, enjoy the tournament for what it is now, just, for, just for today? Well, there's a bit of a relief that there weren't many Leeds players got further on and that Tyler Adams kind of, his uh, star was definitely ascending, but he, I think USA getting knocked out when they did, for both him and uh, Brendan Aronson, if he'd ended up being used more, it was probably good for us that he just stopped then because he just got a little bit of hubbub. But not to the point where now I'm sure if you're a Brighton supporter, on the one hand, isn't it fantastic? McAllister won the World Cup. On the other hand, um, you won't be able to look at news now again for months because it will just be where will um, McAllister end up? And probably, and the sad thing is, you know where it'll end up. Scum will buy him. Or Chelsea. No, Scum. How do you think? And it'll be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Although I suppose they might need to get through the other side of their takeover. But um, it just has a real kind of. He would be better at Brighton. Like, he could maybe, who knows, maybe Brighton are going to win the Premier League. Oh, it's safety, just sign a striker, they'll be fine. But then he's just got that real feeling of ending up at Scum and doing a, having a full um, Di Maria time of it and then maybe getting away and winning the World Cup again. I was going to say, all that will happen is they will break him. So mm. it's kind of fine. Like, it doesn't really matter when they sign good players now. On a, um, on a little Scum tangent, it's hard to not be seduced. I mean, I, I, you read all the GOAT arguments and all the, Messi versus Ronaldo stuff online and I just think that's not for me I'm just going to leave that I'm going to stay well out of that however it's hard not to gravitate towards one over the other and obviously we're all naturally going to gravitate towards Messi because he's not Ronaldo because he's not played for them because doesn't strike me as a malignant narcissist and it was nice I think to see that story arc particularly from a Messi point of view complete and when you see what's happened to Ronaldo on the other side of this who's gone off down the tunnel crying leaving his teammates out on the pitch has essentially torched his career in England now um, with that Piers Morgan interview where he's slagged off the club and all that. Why are they not Why are they not catering to me anymore? Poor me. I refuse to accept that I'm getting old. I think at the last 10 minutes of the game, I was desperate for a camera on Cristiano Ronaldo, wherever he was watching it from, just to see his face. But then I was also, particularly when Messi scored to make it 3-2, I was just desperate for him to headbutt someone and get sent off and just retire on the spot. <laughs> like he's, he's done it, hasn't he? Like mm. he, you don't want to say he should retire because he's brilliant and you want to see more of him. But you do just think if he retired now, like he's kind of untouchable as a career. Isn't have, it? have you ever seen him play in the flesh? No, I, don't yeah, I have. I went to Barcelona a few times and seen him play for him. And he just has. It does have that thing where you just go, "Wow, it is it is otherworldly stuff." You know, when you look at like Bielsa's Leeds, for example, which had a lot of players that he kind of dragged up to a to an unknown level, didn't he? He made them brilliant. You think, your system has, has created something amazing there. But with Messi, it's just a different, it's a different stratosphere where he has just those God-given talents and vision to do stuff that nobody could coach. It's, it's phenomenal watching him. And it's where the, probably him and Ronaldo's comparison, I think we talked about this a bit last week, the way Ronaldo's tried to make everything about, has tried to make everything about him, whereas Argentina have kind of succeeded in this tournament by realising that they should make everything about Messi because it will work for the team whereas Ronaldo is always about I want the stats I want the goals I should be the figure I should be the one lifting the the trophy at the end somehow like Argentina have had a complicated time with Messi about whether they believe in him as an Argentinian even and whether he is the player to to win whether he cares about winning trophies for them and what it seems to have been with them through the the South American Championship and then this one, the World Cup, was just to get everybody to chill out for six weeks and just be like, let's all just have a nice time and do whatever we have to do to make sure Messi plays really well because then we'll all win. And then somehow, maybe it is a difference of personality, Messi manages to negotiate that status 
without becoming Ronaldo or being, I am the, the centre point of this entire team and you all should work to help me because it will help. It's that last part is because it will help you. Yeah. Ronaldo's never seemed to be able to get past that thing of like, you should all help me the end. Yeah. Whereas um, the loop was finally complete with this uh, Argentina team and even having Sergio Aguero around. Paul John Terry. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, you, but you get a sense he's part of it, don't you? That's well, the thing. exactly. And yeah. also, the only reason he's not part of it was something completely out of his control that he had his move to Barcelona, where I think the whole target was him and Messi wanted to play together at Barcelona, and then Messi ends up in Paris and he ends up retired through a his heart arrhythmia he's got, hasn't he? Yeah, so. yeah. So there's nothing really he could do about that. Whereas you know, it was an absolutely was John Terry suspended for that final. Mm. Yeah, so that was entirely in John Terry's keeping. But just having somebody like that around that they obviously were just happy to have there just made everything and to um, when you were talking about the coach before Lino Scaloni you should find the um, the director's cut of that because there's a it's almost two minutes of footage from the penalty being scored and there's a camera just on him oh wow so when he does break he's been holding it together for about 90 seconds where he's uh, there's some handshakes then he goes and sits in the dugouts and kind of has a he's kind of he doesn't look like he knows what to do with himself and he's kind of but he's sort of Whispering like, keep calm, keep calm. Don't just don't don't break, don't break. And then he finally, I think it's when um, Paredes, one of the players, comes running towards him. He's the first player to come to him. And you're right, it just goes. So it's um, quite exceptional to watch the whole the whole build up of uh, how well he does first of all. And then um, I think that was that's uh, I'll just wrap it. In. But the, that last penalty as well. You know, it's the player whose name I mean, he scored the win goal, the World Cup final. I still can't remember his name, but he kind of rolled it in as well, like Messi had done for the first one. And there's something about the way Messi sets a tone in the way that other players think, right, we'll do that, that'll work. Whereas again, Ronaldo never seems to be able to, to do anything in a way that anybody else would want to replicate. Well, it's, about, it's about earning the respect of your teammates, isn't it? And you get the sense that with Messi, he's almost like he's at the centre of the web, kind of yeah. pull, pulling the strings, if you like, whereas Ronaldo wants to be at the apex of everything and everybody else is behind him. It's not a collaborative effort. It's all about directing everything towards him. And like you say, Messi is there in that similar sort of role for Argentina, but you don't get the sense he's, he's as unbecoming as Ronaldo and Ronaldo just wants it all to be like channeled to him so he gets the glory at the end of it. Whereas Messi does tend to get the glory with a lot of goals, but equally he'll just pop a pass off or set one up or get the assist or whatever. Good, isn't he? Earlier this year, the good folks at Boxed kept 100 Leeds fans fed and watered for four days to give us the energy to complete our 92-mile charity walk. These days, of course, the focus is on conserving energy and minimising waste. And Boxed have been sharing their tips to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down. Upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat could save you up to £1,150 a year. And upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one couldn't be easier. Installations carried out by an expert qualified installer and included in the price. And 0% finance is available, subject to the relevant checks, of course. You'll get a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds with Boxed. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. You don't have to walk 92 miles to do it. Just grab your phone, head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. That was the World Cup to matters at hand, which is Leeds United. And should we start the the exciting unboxing video now? I mean, it's it's just opening a box, isn't it? But can, Un, you say Rob, unboxing. Rob, you're under thirty. You love this mm. shit, don't you? You. I'm gonna. When you, when you watch me, oh, opening boxes. Of, is it Beanie Babies that everyone's into I'm now? Turn that red button blue or whatever they say on YouTube. What is it? That sounds like know. a threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only prep work I have done is to unseal the the tape here because I wanted to keep scissors out of the studio because they're dangerous. Obviously, we're having young people around. We need mm. to be aware there. So here is the box. Right, so that's it, is it? So, I mean, you've op- we opened it, so that's it. We're done? I mean, we could we could examine the items inside. Oh, Let's do right, some AS- ASMR-style stuff. This is the this is me scrunching some... Well, it's... What's that stuff called? Plastic? Yes. Well, they, they appear to be socks. Who wants to unbox the socks? We got socks They're not year. in a box. But who wants to unpackage the socks? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, Moscow, there you go. Uh, Rob, if there's anything for you, we, we can maybe. Is that it? I'll tell you it's what, you, empty now. you you have that. That's the, appears to be the scarf, um, the box. Because you've got to talk about the box as well, haven't you? Um, this is what they do in the unboxing videos. It's right. supposed to be a sturdy box. It's got the My Leads logo, adult membership text inside. Mm-hmm. It's got all the usual flaps. Robust. It's been well packaged. I feel like James Milner on that Christmas unboxing video he does, which just it's a plain navy scarf. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just what I wanted. And I think the the box with all the items in weighed about 374 grams or something like that. I say that because it said it on the label. But other than that, nice box. Well done. What do you want to know? What do you want to know about the socks? Talk me through the socks there, Moscow. Right, there's two of them. Yep. Is there, Are they labelled L and R? Or? Uh, L and R? No, L and R. No. Um, I don't think so, anyway. The, one of them has a label, if you want to know about the label. It says that they're 97% polyester, 3% elastane. Then I think you're supposed to wash them at 30 degrees. Don't iron them. Um, made in China keep Would you away ever, does anybody ever iron socks no, with a warning like that keep away from fire and naked flame so but I think the thing is so press, this is press here yeah that's that. the big thing so they're they're yellow and blue they've got these weird sticky bits at the bottom they're, they're, like they're for grips Moscow they're grips but to grip inside your shoe no it's for the, the, the house socks I think aren't they because you're not going to go out wearing those I suppose so they are in they're supposed to be in the shape of oh right they're studs Right, it's to represent the whole design is of a football boot. It makes sense now. Because there's your laces, look. Oh, yes. And then these are your studs. And then it says LUFC on the yellow bit and then there's a around remi- the cuff. There's a reminder for your car, isn't there? The MOT. MOT. And then it says press here. And I wonder what's going to happen when I do press it. Should I press it? I think I'll put, yeah, it's not just an unboxing. We said it was all about suspense. And yeah, we, we did the boxing bit quite quick, the unboxing bit. So I don't know where we go from. Because this isn't a box, it's a sock. Anyway. Remember, not more than a few seconds of that because we'll end up getting marked down by the algorithm. There we go. I'll Take t- the batteries I'll t- out. So I'll, I'll talk over it so that it can't listen and hear uh, okay. hear the song. It's finished. So that's so, what so it so does. Plain marched on together. That's great. Yep. Only on uh, one sock. Oh, the right. other one. So your, can, you only, uh, can you only wash one? So if you wash them, is it not going to kill oh, the little... It might be... Uh, detachable or whatever. It might be waterproof. You never know. But, um, but I think the biggest thing is you, you have to live the rest of your life with one silent leg. Mm. And nobody wanted that, did they, for Christmas? So that's good. And all, well, yeah, there's a also once you take the sticker off, trying to remember which one has got the little uh, voice machine in it. Voice machine makes it sound like it's this. <laughs> it's AI. Yes, gone wild. It's become yes. self-aware. Poison your mother and father. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, and that's socks. So those are the socks, and then the the plastic bag that they came in. That'll end up flo- floating in the ocean at some point. Yeah, so that's going to strangle a dolphin. Uh, Rob, so, Rob, do you want to talk us through the, the, the what item you've got? Who knows what it could be? I believe this might be a scarf. And Describe its texture. This is theatre of the mind. It, it is actually quite nice. I have a feel. Very soft. That does feel like, oh, mohair. Very, very plain. Mohair Is mohair good or bad? Well, Moscow's taking his headphones off. He's walking around. Oh, he's gone. I know what I'm... Yeah, I know, I know what he's going to do. do. Yeah, yeah, but, so uh, got a little sewn on. Leeds badge says my Leeds, so you know you remember yep. show that off. But if Moscow's getting what I think he's going to get, it's in one of our scarves, isn't he? Which is, oh, I can't find him. But... Yeah. In the box on top of the shelf, probably <laughs> Moscow. This is great, isn't it? 
I can confirm that on Friday at the game, I was wearing a square ball scarf. And it's a lot thicker, keeps you a lot warmer, <laughs> and is a lot prettier. Uh, so this is 30% viscose and 70% polyester. They recommend uh, washing it on a cool wash. You can iron this. That's exciting. We'll book on a cool iron. Again, keep away from fire and naked flame and wash wash it 30. Do not bleach. There we go. It's quite boring though, isn't it? Plain navy. Does it even have any LUFC stuff on it? It's got a little Leeds badge it's in the my, corner. It's got my Leeds badge in the corner, yeah. This is a scarf. There we go. This is a scarf. So again, this is not very good for the audio people, but it's a it's a square ball scarf. So best thing to do if you're wondering, if you can't see this and you want to know what it is, go to the squareball.net and then find our merch section. And there's loads of pictures of this scarf there. And also like a button where you can buy one. And I think that would be the best way of like finding out exactly what these look like close up. Because <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put them in the post for you in exchange for money. And then you can experience it for yourself. And it's... Uh, uh, what did you say that one's made of? Oh, viscose and um, asbestos. No, um, <laughs> let me double check. Asbestos. <laughs> I'll take that. This one is... Uh, acry- po- uh, as- uh, it's 30% viscose, 70% polyester. Rubbish. This is 80% acrylic and 20% lycra. So that's a much better combination. It's reversible as well. So that's just plain navy, isn't it? Whereas this is blue on one side and it says the square ball in yellow and yellow on the other side, it says the square ball in blue. Our logo is rendered. Uh, well, it's knitted. In fact, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? And then the the uh, tassels, the tassels at the end are white, blue, and yellow, and look beautiful. Really, I really like our scarves. It's no, not even just um, trying to do the hard sell. It's a damn nice scarf. And I mean that lead scarf, the members one, technically cost about seventy quid, whereas ours don't cost seventy quid. I don't, I don't know what think. they cost. <laughs> should we do, do something else other than shamelessly whoring off our scarves? Should, should we talk about Rail Sociedad, the game there, Ellen Road on Friday? It's gone positively tropical around Leeds today. It's going to hit highs of about 15 just as we head towards Christmas. And it was minus two at kickoff at Ellen Road on Friday. How was it? You were there, Rob. Cold. Pretty, uh, I, I was insufferable, quite frankly. I was like a, a toddler being taken to his first Leeds game <laughs> where constantly just asking my mates, can we go home yet? Can we go home yet? Were they giving you bags of sweets to shut you up? Sadly not. I'd, I'd have preferred that. But yeah, I think... Um, before we'd actually met in the pub. Sorry, Moscow's just putting the Leeds socks on his hands, which is one of the most disturbing things I've seen. It looks like some sort of kink video or whatever now. Just ready to <laughs> keep my hands warm for Christmas. Anyway, Duke. Duke. <laughs> Awful manacles. Sorry, Rob, you were saying. Uh, so yeah, before we'd even met at the pub, I'd text a friend saying, we could just stay in here. And then, oh God, this is terrifying. Come Carry on, on. get professionalised, come on. And then, uh, yeah, as we were walking to the ground, I was saying, you know, it's still not too late. We could turn back. And it got to half time. And I was like, can we go? Uh, but no, it was all right. It, you nice, know, was it nice it was, to be back? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on. You're not selling it to anyone. No. Well, I don't know. What did you make of it, Moscow? It was. Kind of, I thought it was a game where sort of not a lot happened. There was a very good goal. Mm. And then nothing really happened and but I was just stood there moaning so I could have I might have just ruined it for myself and everything. I mean I, I didn't go to this I should say I was otherwise occupied on Friday but did manage to catch a good proportion of the second half on um, Real Sociedad's YouTube channel thanks right. to a VPN <laughs> and uh, a location in Spain yeah we didn't seem to have much of the ball in the second half and I was wondering if um, like why did we decide to play Real Sociedad perhaps the Diego Llorente connection but there was a, an element of it. Whoever wins gets to keep him. Mm. Well, that's us. So that was <laughs> easy. He didn't have to move house. But because they seemed to have the ball all the time in the second half and they had David Silva, David Silva, um, in their team. So I was wondering, and they, after we talked up uh, Sorloth in the preview, we didn't even play, but um, I wondered if we were expecting them to be or treating them a little bit like a shadow Manchester City of like, those was have loads of possession and we all have to like defend and try not to concede from any uh, set pieces, which doesn't seem to be, we're still, yeah, yeah that, we're not that bothering happened, with that. that. That happened again, didn't it? But as long as that's the only thing we're conceding from, but but for a lot of the time in the second half, um, so we're in our fancy new 4-3-3 formation, but just not having the ball whatsoever. And then Sociedad weren't very good. So even when they had the ball, they the didn't The third really... in La Liga, Moscow. Yeah, I was quite surprised. That I, I meant to look up to what extent that was their first team or not because they didn't seem like a great bunch of players particularly at the back where they started trying to pass around they were just giving us the ball which I don't know if that's maybe a John Stones and 
the other players at Manchester <laughs> City have. Ruben Diaz? Thing. Yeah, all of those. So that was the thing. But Amaric Laporte? Strikes goal. What a goal. Yes. That was, was good to see. So I was glad I was there for that. He, had, he put his foot through it. I had a perfect view of that from the cop from the other end of the pitch. We were sort of right behind it. And yeah, we absolutely arrowed into the corner and I did sort of sit back and think, oh, what a waste of a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that for Man City, yeah, Pascal? Do it, do it in a week's time or whatever. But no, it was a very good goal. And he was he, he did say after the game, oh, I keep getting into that position and nobody passes to me, so I had to show I could do something. <laughs> oh, bless but, him. Well, you're not going to do that every time, but I hope he tries. It was a very um, sort of a goal that we try to score. You do quite often see our fullbacks up there. You can remember it. I'm now remembering the very first game with Marsh where Junior Furpo had big chances in Leicester's penalty area and there's always um, hanging around. So it's good to see it pay <laughs> so off. I can't get past you gesticulating with socks on your arms. They're like the least sexy mittens on earth. They'll be all good. Well, that's not saying much for the uh, the membership pack if they're not uh, versatile enough. They need to get the studs on the palms. So, um, and then the... For, for better grip. The second uh, <laughs> half goal, the winner... That was a good goal as well, breaking um, Nonto, who wasn't expecting to play because um, it was Harrison felt some tightness um, in the warm-up. So Nonto played and was good. He's always good. But then his pass to Gelhart, and then Gelhart made a good decision of playing it forward to Rodrigo, got a bit lucky with the defender. Defender got there first. But this is what I mean about Sociedad not really being very good. He, they did a great job of cutting out a dangerous pass towards their penalty area and then just sort of left the ball. Didn't for, deal with but, it at no, all. No, Rodrigo yeah. could just run past him. and Took it um, really well, we should say. Mm. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, compared to... I felt mean, and then I realised I had to correct myself, because Strike's goal raised the bar of like what hitting the back of the net should be like in that match. And then <laughs> when Rodrigo, it's kind of like it, he did exactly the right thing of working out which way the goalkeeper's going to go and rolling it to the other side, but you wanted it smashed into the top <laughs> corner. It's a friendly, just plucky, but um, put your laces through it. Like, yeah, but he didn't. But it was good that he uh, uh, he did the right things. So sometimes you just got to score rather than make it too uh, spectacular. I was. I think I think you're, you're doing a bit of a disservice there. It was. Oh, a, it absolutely. Was, it was very, That's why I said yeah. I, I was. I realised I was being. I was like, oh, why didn't he stick it in the top corner? Why didn't he flick it up in the air and uh, do a what do you call it, scorpion kick? Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a great finish. Just a bit too. I think you want a bit more from a friendly, don't you? You want to see some. Yeah. Something really cool, but I saw it. With, well, yeah, of course, because it's you want the Harlem Globetrotters or something. If you, that's where um, some of these games go a bit wrong. Where people say, "Oh, well, it's, you know, remember it's it's just a training exercise, and it's about fitness, and it's about them getting minutes and a bit of practice." It's like, well, why am I watching it then? <laughs> so once I am involved as a as a spectator, I want entertainment. I want Mbappe doing a flying volley at the back post. I want Pascal Stroik arrowing a, a shot so I got that and then so I just had some expectations Luke, Luke yeah. Aylin provided some entertainment right at the end when he chased after a man who'd done a really bad tackle on him and this was like the last minute of stoppage time and yeah he sort of ran after him while the referee was trying to stop it just shouted in his face for a bit because he actually did he not actually push past the referee at yeah, yeah. Like, was two hands in the chest he's like right you've booked him I'm going to go and deal with this now now it's time and for then, real justice you could tell from the free kick, he was lining up for that. And he started off, stood next to the guy who tackled, didn't he? And he sort of gave himself five yards almost to have a run at him. And then uh, Sophie Dad play can sort of shield him almost. But our photographer, Lee Brown, has got a great photo of that moment. And Luke Aiden just sort of laughing at the guy. And the guy who he'd sort of had this argument with, as soon as the full-time whistle went, he just walked straight down the tunnel. He like, couldn't be asked chatting to anyone, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Monaco on Wednesday, Wednesday the 21st. Going to that one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That seems to be a really low-key game for some reason. I don't know if it's just a build-up to Christmas, but certainly at full-time against Sociedad, what's-his-face who does the pitch announcements now? Lee. Yes. Nicholson. He was uh, wishing everybody a, a happy Christmas on the kind of like, don't forget, next Wednesday at Elland Road, Monaco are going to be here, but if we don't see you for that, happy Christmas. Thanks for everything, but like, come. Please do come. Please come. Mm, there was... Um... It's been weird because they announced them separately. They, they announced Monaco later, didn't they? So I think they announced it by mistake. Well, yeah. But that was after they'd already announced Sociedad. Classic Leeds. Yeah. People had got tickets for that. Announcing a fixture by mistake. Very Leeds. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if people just like already got Sociedad tickets and I thought, well, we were already doing yeah, one friendly. Both, but, um, uh, well, I think they could make it more entertaining by getting Tony Yeboah in as a guest. Got a problem because my... my laptop's gone on the uh, screensaver. It wants me to touch ID to get in, so I have to take the sock off. 
<laughs> there we go. So there's something that these uh, socks won't do for you. You won't be able to operate Touch technology. ID, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a shame. What a shame. Tony, Sorry, you were Tony, saying. I was saying, yeah, bring Tony Yeboah back. Sean Kevin Augustin. He's a Monaco. That's true. Yeah, he's, he's a Monaco alumni, isn't he? Yeah. In fact, we we helped to cancel his loan to Monaco in order to bring him to Leeds. And his career has gone from strength to strength since, hasn't it? Yeah, well, he's back in the French League, isn't he? And that's, that's the exciting and important bit. Yeah. Well, no, he's in Switzerland. Is he now in Switzerland? Is he? Oh, he's gone, of course, he's gone to Baal, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he had his little turn at Nort. <laughs> um, and now he's at Baal. But yeah, Yeboah, um, that was a really good Monaco team that Yeboah scored his hat-trick against. Yeah. Um, and it was a really amazing hat-trick. Which is on YouTube, it's brilliant. Um, is it Bryn Law doing the comms on that? Uh, I think it could be John Helm. Is it John Helm? Either way. Yeah. It was dead good. Bryn Law might have been there. Who knows? I'm sure Bryn Law would have been there for Radio Leeds, but I, I think, think the TV commentary, I think it's John Helm. Either so way, what a hat trick. Worth looking up. And as well, it's because it's in the blue and green stripy kit as well. It's one of the first occasions we wore it, wasn't it? That? Um, I think so. And we looked amazing in it. And Tony Yeboah, if you were not lucky enough to see Tony Yeboah in the flesh, just go watch that. I saw him in the flesh at uh, Lucas Radaby's testimonial. <laughs> different kind of flesh more of it at that <laughs> yeah. time although we did say when we were recording the Buttercup because Tony Yeboah did feature in that that if you look at pictures of him now he's he's really trimmed down because um, there was a picture of him last year holding one of the is it the Europa League trophy I'm going to say that Frankfurt won okay. and he's holding that trophy and he looks pretty buff he's looking looking good as Tony he's looking well for it which I'm pleased about as well yeah the way he fell over that ball at Radaby's testimonial he was he looks electric. <laughs> well, one, one of the questions in the World Buttercup was, who's the better player now? When he came up against somebody, I think who was still playing, I don't know if it was Peltier or something like that. And I wanted to make an argument for Yeboah, but Phil and, uh, and Michael weren't having it. But it, it'd be nice to see Tony Yeboah again. It'd be nice to beat um, Monaco again. And it'd be nice to go into Christmas with another win under our belt. Because, I mean, imagine that if we beat Monaco, then we'll have had a 100% winning record in, in re-season. I'm calling it re-season, by the way. Not, yeah, pre, not pre-season, re-season. I like re-season. The other thing to, that I took from the Sociedad game that might be relevant post Elche pre Monaco, I thought Matches Click played very very well, and I sort of the all the talk of him going to Washington and so on seems increasingly mad because he just seems to be like fitting into the team really well and playing very well. I don't know what much more we would want, and he would probably want to play, but maybe with us, I don't know if us throwing into a four three three shape maybe gives him more of a, a chance of getting in the team. But then also, Rennie Maric after the game was not being drawn. He was adamant that playing 4-3-3, we shouldn't read anything into it. It's like, we did that because it would suit Sociedad. Um, but then he kept going on about it, which made me think there was more to it than that. Well, the thing is, the MLS season, I've just looked at the dates, doesn't start till February 25th. So mm-hmm. you wonder if they're maybe keeping him on at Leeds for a bit, use him in January, um, and then we open up the pathway for somebody. <laughs> Lewis Bate. Mm, maybe so. Maybe so. He's played increasingly uh, more minutes at Oxford, isn't he, his bait? Yeah, he seems to be doing pretty well. Like a reverse Shackleton. But, um, but yeah, so it'll be in- that'll be a- an interesting factor on the Monaco game is uh, whether Click has another storming night, whether because um, Brendan Aronson was playing pretty well. He, him and... Uh, it's funny. I think Click would be the perfect Jesse Marsh player because we went into this 4-3-3 and it was Click who was mostly playing these great balls down the sides of the Sociedad defenders that people like Brendan Aronson and Rodrigo were running onto. And it seems to work really well. He was linking up and doing all that stuff great. And it's similar to when, against Elche, when we were playing, we were the four, how many is it? Three, two, one thing. No, one. <laughs> it's, it's one and then the other formation that we do. <laughs> four, two, three, one. That's the one. Four, two, yes. And he was uh, in the middle of the three for the last half hour, however long he was when he came on. And again, was playing really well. Him and uh, JB seemed to give us stuff that we hadn't had in the game up until then. And it's sort of, he seems perfectly suited to everything that Jesse Marsh wants to do. And I had that feeling about the Elche game that he'd almost come on and gone like, all right, you knobhead, I'm going to be the best player. I'm going to do an absolutely brilliant job of all the stuff you want, even though you don't want me, just to annoy you. Not to annoy you, but just to prove a point. I, I could do this in my sleep if I if I wanted to. Forty chess though from Jesse. That forty chess getting no motivated from, like that. No from, well, yeah, maybe if that's his, his <laughs> make him miss a World Cup just so we can uh, <laughs> be better for Leeds. Make win, him hate me. <laughs> win the uh, the X trophy. Anyway, listen, I need to turn to Rob for some expertise on Monaco. Rob, you've been doing some in depth research, haven't you, about Monaco? You can tell us what we're looking forward to on Wednesday. What? Yeah. What do you want to know? I've done a good five minutes reading on this. Go on. What did Wikipedia say? I can tell you they're sixth in league. Uh, right. They're 
it's very uh, it's a weird league because PSG just dominate it so they're 14 points off PSG with top of the league and they're 14 points off relegation so they're very much average I would say there's a few Leeds links in there they've got Mo Kamara in midfield who we were linked with over the summer yep and Minamino who we were linked with in January is also playing there and this guy we've never actually been linked with but they've got a left back called Cal Henrique who I signed on Football Manager for Leeds a couple of years ago any good? He was all right. It, like a typical Leeds left back, he wasn't as good as I hoped. Right. But um, <laughs> he did the job for a little while. And yeah, their manager, Philippe Clements, they hired him in January from Club Bruges, where he is credited with being the man who got the best out of Charles de Ketelaar. Right. So a little and Noah, Lang, Noah Lang, no less. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was hired when Monaco was sixth in Liga and they the club deemed that not good enough and sacked their manager and it was kind of described as quite a erratic decision. And Philippe Clement took them to third, and now he has them sixth in January, which <laughs> right. is kind of where he took them over from. So maybe Great. not the best. How's the kit looking these days? Do you know, it's just it's just a classic Monaco. Is it a classic Monaco? Yeah. What red and white have they gone for? That sticky with the that? diagonal. Yeah, the diagonal. That's okay. That's reasonable. I wonder. I think I might have just made that up. Do we know if they'll be wearing the home or the away? What's the away kit like? Let's find out. I can't, I physically can't operate my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to those little piddly um, sketches that you get on Wikipedia, you know, when you look at a football club and it shows you the kits, they have an all black away kit. It looks like Kappa make their kits as well, which is quite exciting. Yeah, the traditional. I, for some reason, I associate them with Kappa quite often. Yeah, so they've um, they've gone for the, it's a predominantly white home kit with um, obviously a red slash down across the, the chest, which sounds mm-hmm. more violent than perhaps I intended it to. Uh, all black away kit and then all lilac third kit. I mean, and only an idiot would do that. Isn't that our away and third reversed? Maybe. When What colour is our... Yeah, that mad yellow away kit. Oh, of course, it's 2022, isn't it? Lilac kit was last season? Last year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, so I, I presume they'll be in all black, which is what Sociedad were wearing, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Because <laughs> they, they play mostly white at home as well. They had quite a... A bit um, of blue... Yeah, it was quite nice. It looked like it would have been an option for us. Um, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, because they can't really wear the, the red and white one at our place. Now, when we're getting to the really important issues here, I feel like, what kit are Monaco going to wear? Well, it is important because Monaco are one of those teams like Ajax who have a very distinctive look. And so you want to make sure that that's being respected. Would you accept Monaco playing in their home kit and us putting on the disco yellow? Yes. Right. <laughs> With socks on our hands? Yes. Okay. Is that disco yellow there on the old socks, by the way? Just checking. Um, the same as the away kit-ish. It's pretty bright. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just I've put the press here button on the wrong one. Um, <laughs> the press here sticker. And so when I press it, nothing happens. Melier was there on uh, Wednesday, by the way. That's something that I've not seen anybody else pick up on. So that could almost be classified as hashtag insight. Because he's obviously, his, uh, his glands are all fevered. But at full time, there was somebody, the camera's... Uh, I was watching on the little TV and um, there was somebody walking around and snood up to the nose, hat and hood, down to the eyes. Like a ninja. But unmistakably uh, Melier. So he's obviously well enough to be striding around the pitch on a cold night um, at full time. Um, but Robles did fine, didn't really have anything to do. One mad clearance <laughs> that then, I thought Liam Cooper played well as well. He uh, Robles booted the ball into the centre circle straight to Sociedad and then on several occasions during the evening uh, Cooper did like good interceptions there, clearing up people's mistakes there was the moment I thought Robles played well actually but there was the moment where he uh, he rolled the ball out to two players who weren't looking yeah that and was they were, good and they, the ball sort of went between them and they were both very surprised to see it I was like oh god what's this doing here and then Christopher Clarkson came on for the second half and I don't think he had a thing to do even though it was pretty much Sociedad had all the possession, but this couldn't seem to be. I think there were just no chances, were they, really? No. I watched the highlights back this morning, and I think other than the goals, there was like Sociedad head in a corner at the goalkeeper, mm. and Matt Rocker like really weakly shooting with his right foot. Yeah, he moved it from his left to his yeah. right, and it, was, it just didn't work. There was Silver had the, the one bit where he kind of tap danced in the penalty area, but that was the minute before he got subbed off. I think he was like, I might as well do something mm. before Part. Yeah, it was all a bit um, mundane, but I'm sure the Monaco match, everybody's going to be inspired by what they've seen in the World Cup final, and it will be equally raucous. There is um, 
there's some classic who scored insight here who say one of Monaco's strengths is attacking down the wings which is worrying but then it says underneath that Monaco's style of play is attack through the middle so they're really going to keep us on our toes I think in that sense attacking everywhere yeah. bloody hellfire well that'd be exciting won't it right well we'll um, we'll see how that all pans out on Wednesday should we maybe do one more before Christmas after that we'll have a little chat well we'll have to come in and uh, analyse the, the Monaco fixture after it's been played in similar with similar rigour to the, how we've just gone through the Real Sociedad mm. encounter. Socks on our hands again? We could. Let's you get it. some more. Yep. Oh, we could just bring back those ones again. Make them the, the studio socks. Do you want to wear them next time? I was going to say, do you ever actually want to wear them, intend to wear them on your feet? Uh, no. My hands are cleaner than his feet, I guarantee it. <sighs> Give over. Let's wrap it up there then, unless you've got anything else to add. Looking forward to the transfer window opening? No, no absolutely not. No, no, me neither. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.